Hey guys, and welcome back to the You Know The Drill podcast, a podcast hosted by me, Faris, and mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is a podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform of choice, and check out our Instagram and TikTok at You Know The Drill podcast. Thank you. So today we will be chatting about all the things we would like to see in an ideal dental school. It's a bit of a different episode, but we hope it can serve as a guide for dental applicants to look out for these things when they're applying for dental school. Joining us today is Hedil Al-Najafi, also known as Hedil Does Dentistry on Instagram and TikTok. She is a friend and fellow dental student in fourth year, and we are very excited to have her on. So without further ado, welcome onto the podcast, Hedil. Hi guys, how are you? Wow, hello, how are you? <laughs> good, good. It's really nice to be here finally. Yeah, I know, right? To you guys. Yeah, speaking to you in person in uni isn't enough. <laughs> you just well, decided podcast with you. <laughs> let's do a little podcast so that everyone knows <laughs> about Hadil. Such mm-hmm. an important thing. So yeah, Hadil, who are you? Tell, tell the people. So my name is Hadil. I'm a fourth year dental student at King's with Faris and Rob- Robbie. And um, I, yeah, do dentistry. I have an Instagram for it, but I also have different passions in life. Um, I like sports and I like cooking and stuff like that. But yeah, no, dentistry is a big, you know, passion of mine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, as as it is with all dental students. I feel like this is an interview question. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I like sports. I promise it's not just academics. Yeah, but no, no, Hadil's a baller though. I always see it on your Insta stories. Like, yeah. it's always balling. Yeah. Minus Honestly. one degrees. Yeah, 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 it's a vibe, it's a vibe. You should do it, guys. We should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sick of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as we said, um, this will be like more of an interesting episode. It's kind of like exploring the like the perfect dental school based on our experiences, like talking to other dental students across the country. Um, mm-hmm. kind of what what things we like, what yeah. we what we would do if we could like make the dream school in a sense. Yeah. So yeah, like I think I think one of the most important things to to bear in mind when it comes to dental school, and it's and weirdly enough like a lot of people kind of just push this under the rug it's like how far away it is from you um mm. i didn't realize how important this was once i started going to dental school like traveling in is such a headache when you have like a 9 or 8 a.m session yeah what do you yeah. guys think honestly it, it can be it can really make or break the degree as a whole like mm. the commute because you need to mm-hmm. add on like for me i give myself like an hour or a bit more just um coming in especially rush hour in the morning yeah. um it's it can and i've you know some people travel a lot more as well and it does mm-hmm. eat up from your time and and energy i don't know about you guys when i get home like i'm drained just from yeah. the commute back because yeah. it's like rush hour 5 6 p.m um so it definitely does impact like your plans after uni you just have to like it's something that i feel like is definitely like um not yeah, like people maybe not not consider it, but it definitely does play a major role in I think choosing your dental school. Yeah, yeah. what do you guys think? Um, if 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 I had to opt um, for a long commute or living close, I I'd say living close is is definitely um, my my choice. Just because um, commuting for me is so long and it's so time consuming, and I know I, I could spend that time at home or in the library or something being more mm-hmm. productive and doing work mm-hmm. or um you know going out um motives etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's why i'd lean towards um living close but also the commute does have some benefits i think um yeah. 
you know you it, it's it's your time to like chill out listen chill, to yeah. music uh, look at read the scenery if you're not underground read the book yeah, uh, i, I want to quickly interject though because i just realized <laughs> the first thing robbie said was more time at the library and then after he mentioned the motives that's how you know serious serious <laughs> candidate this guy's a i love it a dental gunner but no 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 it's, it's true it's true though. um it's true yeah that you need that um I, I think obviously people know like yeah if you live closer there's less commute and it's less hassle but mm. the point we're trying to make is it's it's a bigger it's bigger than you might think because with mm. dentistry a lot of the time it's not like you just go in for something short and you come home a lot of the time you're going in you have clinics from like nine to five you've got to deal with different patients deal with different individuals and um, personalities etc and then you have to get home and then 99 percent of the time you've got a lot of stuff that you have to catch up with and you need mm. to re reinvigorate you need to generate energy from somewhere to actually catch up with all the other work you need to do yes. so being close you just you you free up more time you give yourself an opportunity to to kind of you know get that work-life balance <laughs> um yeah. but yeah it's it, it's important to consider so if, if it was up to me and i think we we all agree which is good definitely being close to a dental school um which is like at, you know walking distance or like just very quick stop on the tube is is definitely ideal in yeah. my opinion Agreed. You know, when I was um, like picking which um, for my UCAS application, which uni I'd firm and which I'd put as my insurance. Um, one yeah. thing that I knew an older oh, dental student told me was like, check the distance. Cause for me, was it was like between Bath and Kings. And um, it wasn't like, I wasn't really, I was really torn between both. Mm. And then I literally checked Google oh, maps and I was like, <laughs> safe Kings is way closer. <laughs> It's well, just on the Jubilee line. Ooh. I'm definitely doing that. I mean, believe it yeah. or not, I was torn between Bucks and Kings. But... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, as we said, like proximity is definitely a really important thing. Now, another thing that I feel like is is kind of given, you know, a lot of value is this idea of, you know, like the ranking of the dental school. Do you guys mm. think that that's that important when it when it comes to, you know, applying to dental school or not really? Oh, you go first to do no like i don't mm. i don't i don't think so i think um it's like world ranking firstly what are they basing it off like mm. i get like all this research and postgraduate research is like important but i don't really think it would mm. make you a better dentist yeah. um going to a uni that's ranked maybe like higher up than other unis um although i i think um for example, being at a dental school that's ranked um, a, like pretty high up in the world, mm. um, you're being taught by people yeah. who are very like forward thinkers, thinkers and very like out there with mm. their ideas and their teaching. And mm. you're being taught the newest of yeah. things, which maybe other unis don't teach you. And actually, I think Kings have that. That's one thing I, I think agree. Kings have. So to be honest, um it's kind of I, I said no but i think i take that back i think it, it it's not that important but i think it does add something yeah. but it's not the end of the world if you don't go to the top university in the world for dentistry what do you guys think Ferris, you go for it um okay so yeah I, I i'm i'm in a similar camp where i think the world ranking in my opinion isn't really that important or like your ranking mm. in the country isn't that important so the reason for that is a lot of the time the rankings are based on a load of different factors. Overwhelmingly, it's based on research capabilities. Mm. And as an undergraduate, your experience isn't actually that intertwined with research. It's intertwined yeah. with the teaching excellence and with the student satisfa satisfaction. 
Yeah. So they're the values that I think are more important. And and again, I'll be honest, like the rankings still aren't that accurate. I think the best way to really understand like the, the ethos and how the dental school works and functions is by talking to students that are there. So yeah. like you obviously know like on Instagram, like you can find a load of us, hello. Um, but just <laughs> discussing and talking with dental students, um, you get a better feeling because rankings have very particular parameters that you may not necessarily care about. Um, yeah. Whilst when you talk to someone that's been through that experience, you get a more realistic um, outlook on on what the school's like. So if I was going to say like the ideal dental school, would I really care about the ranking or that? No, I'd care more about, you know, talking to people, understanding how the course is taught, um, understanding like the structure and if students find it interesting, basically. Agreed. Yeah, I think that takes priority over like the types of research they're doing. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you both make very valid points. Um, I think as well, in terms of ranking, um, usually it helps with your job prospects, but I think that's probably mm. the case in dentistry because, you know, yeah. we all come out to do, you know, DFT, a small minority might do other things, but we're all kind of going to have a job. And then there's so many different vacancies. You go into practice, go into hospital work, uh, you know, there's so many different options. So I, I don't think it really... Um, affects your job prospects too much in comparison to other degrees. But um, I definitely look for things like student satisfaction, um, which you can find um, on ranking tables as well. Mm. And just speaking to other students, like Faris was saying, um, I think that's the best you know, determinant of, am I going to enjoy it here? Am I going to have a fun time? Because you know it's five years. <laughs> you, you need to enjoy your time. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's long. Yeah, yeah. It's long. That's, that's my outlook on it. I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. Um, next one was how long do you guys think the dental course should be? Should it be five years? Should it be longer? Should it be shorter? I think because of COVID, for us, it should be a bit longer. We don't think it's another year. No. <laughs> we missed the year. We basically missed. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like, I feel like, do you, are you guys worried about going to DFT? Do you guys think you're ready for DFT? I get we're still in fourth mm. year, but like, I'm okay. thinking we're going to go from seeing one or two patients a day to seeing like, honestly, the DFTs I've spoken to see like 10 just in the morning and oh, wow. you're responsible for your own, like you're basically, you, yes, you have an educational supervisor and everything, but at the end of the day, like you're, they're your patients, you're treating mm. them without like showing a tutor every single step. Mm. And I feel like the um, second and third years that have started seeing patients now are in a better position than, for example, us or the fifth years because they're starting so soon that they're going to kind of like um, that build up of like working with patients and getting mm. used to the clinical environment. They're going to have a lot more practice. Um, I think because of COVID, I wouldn't mind doing another year, but if it wasn't COVID, I think mm. five years is pretty decent. Like, I think five years is good. Mm. I wouldn't mind doing another year if it wasn't assessed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if there were okay. Just <laughs> for vibes. So I think the five years is fine. And I just want to kind of um engage with that point about like COVID and do I think I feel like I'd be ready for foundation training. I think yes. And i and I'm gonna explain my logic now. So yeah, you're right about us having earlier exposure means that we have a greater understanding of like patient interactions, etc. Mm. But that first week in DFT you're going to be overloaded with so much information. Even if you've been practicing from second, third year, you're still going to be utilizing completely different skill set mm. than what you've been using over the last like three years, theoretically. 
So for me, do I think it prepares you better if you've had more exposure? 100% yes. Do I think that it's like, but I think it's marginal gain rather than something that's like a massive impact because Mm. those first few weeks of DFT, that exposure is what really starts to form you into a dentist. If you're going from seeing one or two patients a day, because bear in mind, even if you started in the second year, it's not like they scale up the number of patients you see. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. still only like in sec. I think fifth year we get to see like two patients, maybe a little bit more if you're yeah, um, yeah, you're right, yeah. You structure, but but you're still capped at the number of patients. With DFT, there isn't that cap. You're just like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And it's a brand new skill set that you've not been able to curate yet. So mm. do I think? I, I still think we're very prepared. I think as dental students, naturally, we always think that we don't know enough. Like you'll realize it, like especially on clinic. Half of the time, like you're doing a composite restoration, right? Let's be honest, guys. Like, there's not much that can go wrong. Just do your, like, like moisture control, all right? Yeah. Make sure you do a good prep. Make sure you're actually, you know, using the right material. You're not burning them out <laughs> instead. And that's about it. But we get really stressed out because we, like, a lot of dental students, like, we want to be perfectionists. So it has to be perfect. Mm. It's like, mm. yeah, you want to perfect, but um, th- th- there's a lot of things at play. And when you're in an NHS DFT, all those skills get amalgamated. Oh, nice. And um, and you 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 have to portray different things than you've been learning um, just in, in dental school. So yes, basically it's a long-winded way of saying, yes, I do think we're ready. Um, and I do think we get uh, sufficient clinical exposure to, to be ready for like the real world, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Sufficient. I think sufficient is the key word. Like yeah. it's sufficient enough, but it's <clears> like <throat> if, if you had the opportunity to do more. Yes, of for course. For example, I think, I don't know if... Um, well, the perfect dental school could maybe have like optional, like let's say evening clinics or optional mm-hmm. clinics that you can go to if you feel like, like you that. want extra practice. Mm, yeah. I feel like that would be a nice option. So for example, like if you haven't done enough, if you don't feel like you're confident enough in let's say anterior composites, then you can go to this clinic where, oh look, this patient needs an anterior composite. Okay, I'll do this for them. And I mean evening clinic is i'm just saying that because it's like where when else do you have the time as an yeah. <laughs> but um like any anything like that that would be pretty yeah. cool actually because like for example i've done a lot of anterior composites but i want to do posterior composites now and i haven't done many mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i think the perfect Definitely. dental school would have some sort of optional clinic where you can practice some things mm. so that instead of it being instead of you feeling sufficiently ready you feel okay no like pretty confident that i can yeah dft first day of dft i'm gonna do a posterior uh, composite and i'm fine with that yeah i agree mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of leads in as well like into some of the other points we're going to make which is like yeah. um you know like clinical exposure activity number of patients so and, and i would i want to say i agree 100 percent. this idea of like mm-hmm. having evening clinics or just extra sessions just for pure clinical practice because yeah. you can read something in a book a million times you can read every paper under the sun until you actually do it and you get to like track that patient, you never know what the outcome is going to be. Mm. You know, what do you think, Robbie? Um, I, I, I agree to be fair. Um, I think, I think <laughs> the ideal dental school would be able to allow you to get as much practice as you need to become fully yeah. confident. Um, but you know, as in, as the dental schools in the UK are at the moment, they just, um, have to bring us to a safe beginner level yep. that's that's the term that's often yeah. used, and that's the requirement from the general dental council safe beginners but um interesting point that Hadil made about um not feeling um, ready and then Faris you said you do feel ready I think it's important to stress that um with reduced clinical exposure um there's a risk that when you come out um 
you're as a foundation dentist, you're still susceptible to um, litigation, which is mm-hmm. very, very important because if you make a mistake, then then it can cause a whole raft of problems. Um, yeah. You can be sued. You can get into issues, um, mm. hearings, all of that. So that's 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 a big issue of not having enough clinical exposure due to COVID, which is why I think if I had the option for another year without exams, um, I'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, fair enough. yeah fair enough so okay moving on now um let's change it up a bit so in terms of lectures how many lectures <gasps> would the ideal university Aww. have per year and um, how long would the lectures be five minute <laughs> lectures <laughs> um five minutes is a bit much for Paris, actually. <laughs> um oh, that's a good question how many do we have this year? I mean, which year do we have the most know. lectures? Was it first or second year? Oh, first year was like a good, like, I don't know. Awesome. One, 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 okay, yeah. I think. Uh, I think that was BMS alone, to be fair. I, ha- I didn't add OCB, so yeah, it might be close to that 160. Yeah, it was loads. But um, to be fair, yeah. in first year, that's low key all we were doing. Yes, it was just yeah. lectures. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it makes sense to kind of like throw all the lectures at us. Well, not all, but throw as many um, lectures at us um, from in the beginning when we're kind of not doing anything else. But like the higher up you go, the dental school is like fourth, fifth year when you're literally clinics every day. And yeah. you're only basically your only time to go through lectures is um, on the lecture day and in the evenings. Um, that, that I, I would appreciate not that many lectures because then <laughs> you know you can get to have a bit of a life you know oh, yeah. we're not all oh. like Robbie we don't all just go to the library <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm joking Robbie but no no I don't even know that's yeah um, see I don't know I just don't like lectures for me I, I've all, I'm very very big advocate of I just don't really enjoy them um, yeah. I feel like I, I prefer learning from like other yeah, resources yeah 100% you know what I mean um lectures for me I've, I've never found them very very useful um i listen to them only because like there's certain pieces of knowledge that you need to be aware of in case you get like tested on it basically yeah. but if i didn't have to then i'd just just bun that and be like like i'm just gonna do uh like just watch videos online and um use books and like papers and whatever i can to, to mm. build my knowledge so if, if i could if i could make like the perfect dental school it would just reduce the number of lectures completely like we'd have very few lectures and it would be more like um I don't know. I just don't know. It's, it's difficult because, you know, everyone says they don't like lectures, but then you get told, okay, so what would you do instead? And yeah, that's where I sort of falter. It's like, I, I don't really know because there is a lot of information that gets portrayed in a lecture. And I don't, I don't know another medium in which you can do that and yeah, yeah. Like cover things well. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I, I get what hard. you mean. It is. It is. And also I feel like if, if, you know, lectures should be more like to the point, but yes. then I, I get this whole like for example in first year they taught us like the whole background of like how <sighs> things work and everything and I yeah. felt like I'm never ever gonna mm-hmm. um need to know that unless I go down something very specific yeah but like on on clinics I don't think I need to know that I don't think I'd ever speak to a patient about like calcium <laughs> like yeah like all of exactly the loop of Henley <laughs> oh <laughs> Or was it Krebs Krebs cycle or like do you know all of yeah but I I find like the physiology side I don't know if that's just me but I kind of don't mind yeah like I like learning about that I like learning about like from the pharmacy side of things and like Mm. 
I mean, like the drugs, like like knowing. I, I like that as well, but Ferris is strongly opposed. We found out I, in a previous yeah, episode. not necessarily like the details <laughs> of the mechanism, but like what like what they do, like um, because now when I have a patient um, who's like they tell me what medications they're on, I can literally. It's pretty sick. You can literally know their medical history just based on the medicine they're on. Mm, yeah, yeah, you guys you, agree? It gives you clues. Yeah, it gives you a clue. Like if I'm like, if I'm like to you guys, um, yeah, you've got this patient. They're on a torvastatin. They're on omeprazole. They're on um, bisoprolol and let's say, uh, uh, I don't know, like glycoside. What's wrong with them? Yeah, I feel like those kind of things you'll only be able to learn from lectures. Although to be fair, I do enjoy tutorials, but I feel like mm. you're going to ask me about that <clears throat> in a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, let's just ask about that now. So what's your view on tutorials? I don't mind tutorials <laughs> if they're in person, not online. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's a big one. Tutorials are yeah. great because it's kind mm. of a smaller group. Um, yes. And you have, you know, your teacher there, um, often just like a PhD student or a professor or, you know, a clinical teacher or something like that. Um, and they can li literally go into details and you don't, feel as like there's 150 people in, in a lecture theater with you and you're embarrassed to like ask a question it's ask, literally just yeah. like eight or ten people in your group and you're probably all friends as well um and you can yeah. just learn mm. so so much from tutorials i love them in person yeah they're great. they are good but but online i don't really think they're good at all because you always yeah. have to have like one or two people that are just answering every question and then everyone else just sits silently yes and just kind of like yeah. oh, this is awkward and 90 percent of the time if like i've realized if i'm not talking it's just going to be silent and then it's just yeah. like, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't bother. I pro you guys probably know this better than me. Like, why am I the one speaking? Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but with a real tutorial in, in, in real person, as, as same as Robbie and Hadil, I think they're very, very good. Because with a real tutorial, when you have that person right in front of you, it's you have like a preset you know, set of questions. You go through those questions, and if you don't understand something, it's very easy to like expand upon it. Yeah. And, mm. you know, some people, like, everyone has different confidence levels. So when it's in front of like a hundred and people in lecture theater you're going to be quiet mm. yeah. when it's in front of like you know 10 people and as robbie said they're your friends you don't mind having a chat trying to understand things more and it's a lot more of a personal touch so yeah, yeah I, I love tutorials potentially then i would like do more tutorial based learning and then like lex lecture based learning mm. yeah. uh, in like the ideal school but it's, it's difficult because then some people like really need it like not spoon fed but really clearly you know, explained mm. like the concepts that like, they don't like the idea of like independently learning things, which I totally understand. Mm. Um, and, and lectures do that. So it kind of covers all bases, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. The teaching part of, you know, any course is, is challenging because no one learns the same. So you, you exactly. kind of have to do something that's like blanket and covers most bases, but it will never be like perfect. For tutorials though, I don't really like it when the tutor or the, whoever's like leading it asks us to present. Like I kind <laughs> of, when they say like prepare, like I'll come prepared. But when it's basically like we have to answer all the questions and then at the end of the last five minutes, they'll kind of go through a brief thing. Like I'll tell you, my ideal tutorial would consist of, let's say it's an oral surgery tutorial, okay? Mm -hmm. This is my perfect tutorial. I would oh. love this tutorial. <laughs> they would <come laughs> She's thought about it. Study. She's given it a lot of I've thought. Actually thought about it. They would <laughs> go do on. a case study. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yes. And they'd be like, yeah, fully, fully. So they'd give us like patient files, like obviously like fake patient, whatever. Um, patient files with like their medical history, whatever. 
um, and like a few radiographs and he'd be like, okay, so imagine that this patient walked into the clinic. Um, this is their radiograph. They're complaining of facial swelling, pain, abscess, like all of these things. What would you guys do? And the kind of the tutorial would basically revolve around this case study or like like a few others that's based on, let's say, it's like a very specific type of like oral surgery problem. And yeah. then you kind of discuss different ways that you would manage that. Because I feel like when, when you put it in to uh, like in real life, that it, you could actually have a patient walk in. This is what their radiograph would look like. That's what you would do. I find that a lot more helpful than mm-hmm. just like, okay, so what is this disease called? And, and how would you manage it? I feel like when they put it in the setting of this patient has just walked in, it, immediately I'm thinking, okay, I'm in clinic. What would I do if I saw this? And I feel like it just puts it in, a, in the format of, um, if I was going to be in clinic and I literally had that, I can refer back to that in my head. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into more of a discussion rather than like a teaching thing. But obviously it's a discussion that is the, the, the uh, objective is to learn from it, which is, which is fine. So it's like, if you don't know the answer, then your, your tutor will hopefully go over it with you with like, go over it with you. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think that would be sick. Like even, cause that would work for cons mm-hmm. that would work for perio that would work for beads. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think it's a yeah. it's a it's a really great idea. Case case um, based learning. Um, I think there's a few different styles. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I know Ferris knows them. But case based learning is is a great way of learning because you literally learn everything and then you can apply it to your practice. It's yeah. so simple mm. and yeah, I I agree with you. So yeah, yeah, and it stops this isolation between theory and practice. Yes, because a lot yeah. of the time you'll learn. Okay, so this is a denture. This is how you design the denture. You need to make sure you do primary impressions. You need to have a roll border, all this stuff. It's like, okay, great. I know this. But unless I see it in real life, I, I can't visualize it. 100%. Like I remember we we like we get given concepts in dentistry because dentistry has a lot of like theory and like very particular steps you need to do. And mm. if you're just blindly following it, that's how you become like the worst type of clinician. Because then what if something anomalous occurs? If you don't really understand why you're doing each step, you can't fix the problem. So with case-based learning, they can give you scenarios, you know, in our, in our ideal dental school where um, you're creating cases that are more complex that have different problems that you may not have considered before. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you start creating interesting solutions that you can then refer to when you have a real patient um, in, in the chair. And yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think we've had some experiences at uni like with some case-based stuff, but I would love it to be like very, very like common, just lots yeah. of cases, yeah. like practicing. Like, um, see, see, because as I said, learning the theory is one thing, actually applying it and understanding like the different things you can do with it is completely, mm. completely another thing. Yeah. yeah. I know some dental schools actually like Bart's, I think for medicine, they do have very, they're very evidence-based learning, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, problem-based, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I feel like um, if you are looking, if you're a dental ap- applicant and you're this kind of learner, a learner that like you learn from um, real life scenarios rather than just like learning loads of like content and then having the theory behind it. I think look out for universities that are evidence or problem-based learning because it would definitely mm-hmm. um, like enhance your education. Um, yeah, so agreed. I think yeah. it's so important. Even though classically, I'm not a big fan of problem-based learning, but there are some really. benefits to yeah, it. Yeah, there are. But, there, um, are. there are some benefits, definitely. Um, yeah, and okay, th- this is one thing that I think is interesting. So obviously we we go to a, you know the biggest dental school uh, in the country. I think it's probably 
like in terms of numbers, might be yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. Um, it is, it is, yeah. is it biggest in Europe as well? Oh, mm. I don't know Europe. I don't know about Europe, but definitely in the UK. Yeah, de- okay, less in the UK. Um, do you guys like having a small cohort, big cohort, or would you prefer like smaller, like less people in the year? How how do you find that? Um, smaller would obviously. Sorry, should I go yeah. first? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of get like why smaller would be better. Firstly, like we're easier to manage some the, the bigger the university or the more there is in each year then the more difficult to manage hence why we always have problems with timetabling and admin etc like stuff like that so I think the benefits of having a smaller cohort is that we're easier to manage and things are a bit more organized and also um I guess because there's less of us let's say for the same amount of patients we'd be, maybe be seeing more but I do think because we're such a big dental school, we do get a lot more opportunities as well. Like because we're in such a big hospital, like then imagine um, we're accepting more patients as well. Like I think if we were, there was less of us, we would be expecting accepting less patients. If that makes sense, because mm. mm. there isn't enough people to see that yeah. many patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I think in my ideal school, it would be a small cohort. I feel mm-hmm. like um, that way you kind of get to know everyone on the course. Um, and I think the smaller the cohort, um, there's always going to be patients. So I think the smaller the cohort, the more clinical experience you'd get. And I think that yeah. is a big positive. So, yeah. What about you, Ferris? Mm. Do you disagree? I feel like you're disagreeing. <sighs> it's not that I disagree. It's just I don't, I don't think I have an opinion on this. I think okay. because of like, I'll be honest, it's because... Um, I I don't just talk to people in the, on our course, you know what I mean? So like you get to know people like in like societies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like yeah. the actual size of the cohort, I'm not too bothered about because you kind of have your group of friends that you get close to. You have your like your dental group that you know and you're aware of. Um, and then everything else doesn't really matter how big the cohort is. If it's a thousand people, if it's a hundred people, because you're not going to, you're, you're not actively trying to get to know anyone anyway, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like you kind of in the first year, obviously, like yeah, social. Oh my god, I want to make friends. After that, you <laughs> kind of like know your people. You know, this is yeah. my group. This is how things are. And yeah. bish bash bosh. You know what I mean? So it's it's quite it's quite chill. Um, I also so, yeah. think. Sorry, I, I think another yeah. thing is that like tutors. In terms of we're talking about tutors, yeah. I feel like w- we'd get more time one to one time with our true, tutors, true. and mm-hmm. our tutors would know us better if there was less of us. So ideally, um, I think on average most. Other than us, I think a lot of other dental schools in per year, there's maybe like seventy per year. Yeah, That's really about small. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some Which is literally like almost half the size of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. We're we're we're, we're a <laughs> we're a big dental school. But you know, I I do like like it's nice to have people around. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. <laughs> but then sometimes it's like, wait, um, so you've been. In, I was like, oh hi, um, who are you? Yeah, I've been in your year first year. Yeah, oh, right, sure. <laughs> Yeah. It could be really facts, awkward. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Like there's some people that I didn't realise were in our year until like maybe this year. And I was like, oh wow. It's so <laughs> nice yeah. I've seen you every year. Oh, Wait, you do you do dentistry? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, okay. Well, let's end on this lot. Like uh we'll do one, we'll do this very quickly and then we'll give like the final question. So sure. this is obviously what everyone wants to hear. So what would exams look like? Do you guys like MCQ or do you would you prefer like essays or a mix oskis how, how how do you like it okay 
I'll go first. <laughs> so That's I right. think for like, if they're trying to examine us on the background stuff, so the BMS and all of the stuff that we never really need, like we've never probably spoke, learned or spoken about to patients since we've learned them in, in first year, all of those like lecture heavy stuff. I feel like MCQ is the fairest way they can te- they can examine us on that if they insist on examining us on those stuff because mm. it's like you do you do need to know but um you can kind of get like it's the easiest way like <clears throat> don't you guys find MCQ is the easiest uh, kind yeah. of examination type mm-hmm. generally yeah. yes yes and then I think when it comes to clinical things OSCEs I would much prefer OSCEs than essays um, I feel like I wouldn't mind like a real life OSCE. I would rather have that than like essays and submissions um, because I feel like you can, like, you know, when you're actually at a station and you're speaking to them about it, I feel like it's just, I mean, I know it's difficult. I mean, I'm not saying this is like an easier way of examining us, but I feel like that makes the most sense when you're in a clinical environment mm-hmm. and it's like an oral exam rather than like an essay that, you've just like used loads of notes for like if they really want to test us test us in an oral exam in person I know that's a lot harder though so it's like I'm probably gonna regret saying this I hope no one hears this but do you know what I mean like I think Mm. um for like for example you know the orals uh the OSCE that we had at the end of third year that was online yes that was if that if that oski was in person that would have been blessed like honestly that was Mm -hmm. one of the best exams i've ever sat because i actually felt like i was being examined on dental like on dentistry on clinical dentistry rather than like Mm. loads of like theory that aren't as isn't as useful as a dentist yes okay fair enough um if i had to give my opinion um very quickly i'd say OSCEs are great because um, you get to be examined on your clinical knowledge and um, how you do things clinically. So I love them for that. Um, There's there's a lot of pressure, though, because it's normally Mm, you one-on-one with, like, the examiner. Um, In terms of MCQs, love them. Essays, not a big fan. Um, If there was, like, if in the years where there's a lot of lectures and stuff and a lot of content, I think the best way to test us would be MCQ because the majority Mm -hmm. of us would know um you know a lot of the content a large volume of the content but not in that much detail i think yeah. if there's a year with slightly less lectures then essays would probably be the best way to test us um and then final point is i really like this concept of when they when you're given um essay questions to prepare in advance and then like on on a day they'd pick one of the essay questions for example they could give you like four essay titles and they'll be like in a month's time we're going to select one of these essay titles and we want you to write it out um, that forces mm. you to kind of prep the questions beforehand. And I feel like when you get to prep questions online and use your resources, you really learn a topic so, so well. So it's yeah. for, the, for for your own benefit as well. I really like that style. Mm. It's, a bit of, it's a bit of a niche thing, but yeah. Um, and Faris, what about you? Um, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't mind. Like, any exam for me. Look, I'm not going to enjoy any type of exam. Faris is <laughs> down. Faris, he's ready. Just give him any exam. Is that like, any essay, <laughs> any MCQ? I'm there. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean like... No, but I mean as in like... 
I like MCQ the most, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think everyone does because it's the easiest. Like, I don't know. Let's not sugarcoat it. It definitely is it's the easiest. I'd say the one thing I wouldn't like is like short answer questions. Where oh, it's like, I hate them. And you actually have to write something because I was like, wait, you expect me to know this? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, no. No, no, but um, for real, I do like MCQs. I do not. I don't mind essays as much as other people do, but only because I don't think we've had the true experience of essays like in, yeah. as our, in our year groups because we've had them online so i don't think we've had the true experience i think if it was like the true proper like in person like sitting down writing it i think i'd hate essays if i wanted to do essays i would not do dentistry <laughs> like yeah agreed, agreed. you know what i mean um but yeah generally speaking i i i don't mind doing oskis i think it's nice to do like clinical practice i don't yeah. mind mcqs with regards to the number of exams a year i like how many exams we have a year currently like we actually don't have that many exams a year in my opinion like, we don't have many. Yeah. Uh, this year we're chilling. Like yeah, we're one of them I really started. Yeah. yeah, this year is amazing. Yeah. But I think, yeah, generally speaking, I think it's a it's a fair amount of exams. Yeah, but yeah I think I think uh, like it's not too bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I I like how it is. Um. So yeah, in the ideal dental school, I would not mind if if we could just like perfect just MCQs and OSCEs. If it was just that, yeah. I would be the happiest man in life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, do you guys prefer done. it? Do you guys prefer it when the exams like spread out? over like m- loads of mm. weeks or do you would you just prefer having like two three exams in like one or two weeks and then that's it for the, for exam season one or two weeks definitely i just like it yeah. like, straight away get it out of the way um, like why um, am i like you're not going to retain that much more info um just, just do the exams get them out of the way and yeah. you know, just 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 finesse it get out and an ideal school. perfect and then a perfect dental school would give you some sort of study leave that's more than like three days because that's what yes, we get <laughs> yeah we'd get like three days study leave i think it's dental schools in general they, yeah. like, i think dental schools like they just don't like giving us time off <laughs> so like dentist in an ideal dental school we'd get like seven weeks off just to yeah. prep yeah, for like, the exams i mean we've got this word oh yeah but yeah perfect okay now the final question the best question final of question. the um podcast something we ask mm-hmm. everyone is what is one tip you would give to people who are thinking of applying to dentistry at the moment okay i would say um do like try and expose yourself to dentistry as much mm-hmm. as you can um actually not just dentistry if you're interested in healthcare and dentistry is something you are considering go to a gp go to a pharmacy go to an optician yes do as much work experience or if you can't because of covid read up about it watch videos follow people on social media like that's the go on tiktok and just type in dental student medical student (laughs) there's a student account for literally every degree out there yeah thanks find out what's about like and then figure out if this is something you want to do i speak to so many people like can't decide between medicine dentistry or pharmacy and something else and i'm like expose yourself and do i enjoy this don't just choose dentistry because you think it's got like um yes of course it has like let's say positives of like a good work-life balance but you also need to like have some sort of like you kind of enjoy it like you have a reason other than work-life balance that you want to do it in my opinion so knowing like what is required and what life is going to be like and if you're actually interested if 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 looking at people's teeth is teeth isn't something that like make like let's say makes you gag like then don't go for it and you would learn that from speaking to other dental students or just following loads of dentistry accounts. So expose yourself to as many like career choices as you can, because that's going to help you kind of decide like what you don't want or like what you do want. That's my piece of advice. Very good. Wow. Very yeah. detailed. You guys are very it's almost lucky. almost as if she does dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 very good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. 
Perfect. Um, so yeah, we're very grateful um, to have you on today, Adele. Uh, finally, great being on here. Yeah, it's finally. been it's been in the works for a while. So long time you. coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you. no, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. No, it's been um, a pleasure. Really, yeah, very fruitful discussion. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> To all you listening as well, thank you for listening to the You Know The Drill podcast. Uh, make sure you check out Hadil on Instagram and TikTok. So at Hadil Does Dentistry. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll be able to see her amazing content and keep up to date with her progress through dental school. Yes. Yeah. And to find out more about dentistry, the application process and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow us at You Know The Drill podcast on Instagram and TikTok and at Faris Dent on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening. Peace out.